Fourth chapter of Ephesians. More I read in God's Word, and, and I told you all Sunday that if, uh, if, if I wasn't obligated to preach, I probably wouldn't read as much as I do. And uh, Satan is against our reading. Satan don't want us to read. He don't want us to learn about the power of God or how great God is. And he wants us to forget what we have known. If, and, that, and if we ain't careful, we will. But uh, we, we need to read God's Word. And the more I read God's Word, the smaller I see that I am and see how, how uh, the great need for my Lord Jesus Christ to take care of me. And, you know, when we were younger, sometimes we got more strength than we think we can go and do. And as we get older, we see it begins to go away. And I really need Jesus. I needed Jesus when I was young, but I'm really beginning to realize how much I need Jesus today. I'm going to read the first verse in the third chapter. And it said, For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles. So Paul said he was a prisoner for us Gentiles. We go to the fourth chapter. And he said, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that we walk worthy of the vocation wherewith we are called. We, we walk worthy of the vocation wherewith we are called. What God has, has called us to do and that we walk worthy of it. But the thing that God laid on my heart uh, this evening, I guess it was, this evening about that Paul was a prisoner. And I thought about it. I've been with Butch and them in several different prisoners. I actually went to uh, Yakin Prison, amen, before Butch even got saved. And, but God, God has blessed. And I thought about those prisoners. And Paul said he was a prisoner of Jesus Christ. So I thought about Paul can't do what he wanted to do. Paul couldn't go where he wanted to go, and I look at me, and I look at at our churches all over the land today, and I thought about uh, the, the pastors are out playing golf for recreation. We're running here, we're running yonder, we're doing all these things that the world does, and we say we need it. And oh, how we need a vacation! We got to go yonder. And I'm going to tell you something: a prisoner, bless God, don't get no vacation. A prisoner is in there. They eat what they bring to him. Amen. He goes to bed when they cut the lights off. And if he's on medication, they bring it to him and he can take it. If they bring it and if they don't, he don't get it. So, you know, and I thought about Paul said, I'm a prisoner of Jesus Christ. So he couldn't stop and just go on vacation when he took an ocean. He couldn't I just do exactly what he wanted to do. Amen. And can I tell you something else? When he literally ended up in prison, amen, he still, he, he was literally in prison. He was shut up. And I've been into the the dungeon. I've been into the dungeon that they helped Jesus in and they, they finally built steps but what the dungeon that Jesus was in was a, a room hollered out about as, about as wide as from here to that wall and it was hollered out in a rock and there's one way into that thing and it was a lid on top and they'd let you down. Jesus actually was in of that prison. Amen. So uh, he understood where Paul was at 
when Paul said, I'm a prisoner of Jesus Christ. And the only food that Jesus got, amen, and they've finally built steps to you could go down and see the awful place. There wasn't no light, no windows, no anything, just a lid about like that. They lifted off, let the prisoners down, amen, by rope, and there they was in that dungeon. And we went in, in uh, Philippi, I went into a, another prison there where they uh, had, a, had it on the side of the uh, Mediterranean Sea and they they would make light and they made games and they'd bring them into that dungeon and we could actually walk into that prison and it was just a little bitty square place with an old steel door, glory to God. And so I thought about, amen, there wasn't no comfort so many times for Paul, but he wasn't worrying about himself or the condition that he was in or whether he had food, glory to God. He was a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ and we know without a doubt Paul was a murderer and how... Uh, Paul had erupted the churches and now he tried to stop the word of God. Amen. So he realized today, amen, how he had turned away from the Lord. And when God spoke to him and, and blinded him and uh, knocked him down on the road to Damascus, he realized, amen, that he, he couldn't do what he wanted to do from there on. And I believe that when I, when I realize that I'm not my own, I can't lay out of church when I want to lay out of church. I can't go here when I want to go here or there when I want to go there. I've got to do what God wants me to do. When I come totally, it's easy to say I'm a prisoner of Jesus Christ, but is my life being a prisoner of Jesus Christ? Am I am I willing to be in the cold for Jesus Christ? Am I willing to be hungry for Jesus Christ? Am I willing to be persecuted and to beat down for Jesus Christ? I thought about those boys and I talked to one, I'll never forget him. I said, I'm in Mississippi. I said, I said, he said, I don't, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about uh, a religion. He said, I've been in here. And he told me how long. I think it was like 12 years. And, and I said, well, just, do you care if I sat down on your bed? And back then you could go in and talk in, in their pods and just sit down. He said, well, go ahead and sit down. And he told me, he said, they make profession, amen, and they come out front when somebody new comes. But he said, then when they come back in here, they're just exactly like they was. He said, I was a born-again Christian, and I messed up in life, and I've ended up in prison. He said, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. He said, when I get right, I'm going to be right with God. I ain't playing church. But out here today, neighbors, uh, we're playing church. We're not prisoners of the Lord. We're not willing to be knocked down or persecuted or talked about for the Lord. Uh, Paul set an example. I'm glad here in the book of Ephesians and Ephesians was a rough place but he said he was a prisoner. What did he say in the first of the third chapter the first verse? I Paul the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles. So Paul was sent to preach to the Gentiles to you and I. He was a prisoner for us and I'm going to tell you us pastors ain't prisoners for the people today. Those pastors, most of us are in it just for the money. Most of us are in it for the recognition and a bunch is in it just because they don't have to work and they can play around and wear fine clothes and go and do what they want to do. Bless God, and that ain't a prisoner of Jesus Christ Amen. if I'm doing everything that I want to do. And I know I've got old and I can't visit and I can't go and I can't do like a one time done. But honey, I can still be a prisoner of Jesus Christ. I can still suffer the persecutions that Paul suffered. I can suffer the persecutions that Jesus suffered that I could have eternal salvation today. 
Amen. Glory to God. I don't believe we quite understand uh, uh, what Paul went through to write down the Word of God uh, for us Gentiles that we'd have a road map till we wouldn't have to miss heaven. We could read uh, the Word of God and understand the Word of God. And Paul showed us all the way through it that he was shipwrecked. He showed us that he was beat. He showed us that he was thrown in prison. Uh, he showed us that he was had to run several times. Amen. He was beat to have 40 stripes, 39 stripes, 40 stripes save one, 39 stripes. Was he beat five times? Amen. He showed us that I can suffer the persecutions. Amen. Because I am a prisoner of Jesus Christ. This thing's serious today. I wanted to preach that. Now I'd like to read the whole chapter. And he said, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherein you are called. With all lowliness. You know that vocation is, is a divine calling. That don't mean you're called to preach or to sing or to teach. But it's a divine calling. The vocation that God called you in with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. Lord Jesus knowed without a doubt, as Paul was writing this down, that we got to forbear one another. We are an unruly generation of people. The Gentiles has always been haughty, high-minded, proud, that we had everything going, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. That endeavoring is a, is a, a long, heavy word. Amen. But we've got to do everything that we can to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Amen. Blessed is the peacemaker that we keep ourselves uh, unspotted from the things of the world. And he said in the fourth verse, there is one body. Amen. And one Spirit. Does that prove to you right there? There's one body. How many, how many denominations is there out there today? I don't even know. And some of them are, are as far-fetched as they can be. And some that used to be holy denominations have slipped in and let little things, little different things uh, uh, step in. And I heard the Presbyterians right lately, the Presbyterians has okayed for a gay to come in and, and stand behind the pulpit and preach. And I'm sure all of them don't go along with it. And some of them have left their churches because of that. But Satan is a divider, amen. He's going to break us down and he tear down of the church in every step that he can. There is one one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. And he said, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. I'm glad today, glory to God. If we're saved, there's one God in us. There's just the Father of us all. I'm glad, glory to God, if we would be the prisoner, amen, that the Lord would have us to be, if we'd be uh, willing. You know, Jesus said that He didn't have uh, a place to lay His head. He said the foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests. But He said the Son of God don't have a place to lay His head. Amen. He didn't have no permanent dwelling place. He was here, there, and everywhere. And God always fed Him. God took care 
of his every need. Amen. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. And I'm, I'm glad for the grace of God. We'd have been in hell today, but the Lord give us grace. I'm glad, glory to God, that he give us a little touch of mercy and he give us enough grace to go on. It, it'd be enough grace to go on. But I believe if we're going to lay up some treasures, uh, uh, we need to lay up some grace, amen, and realize what God has done for us and have the amazing grace of God about us that we could I love people that didn't love us those that talk about us and those uh, that shun us and those that knock us down those that dodge us in the church and those that dodge us in Walmart those that don't care about the gospel and say I don't want to hear it amen I'm glad God give us grace to keep on smiling amen uh, God give me a little portion of grace when I first got saved and TJ I've watched that grace grow and I still ain't got enough amen to finish this race but I'm telling you God give me some grace amen to overcome some problems some things some hardships amen some things I couldn't have got through myself glory to God God give me grace I'm glad he added to my grace that he gave me to start with and how we get more grace is hanging in there for the Lord amen let them persecute us let them talk about us they talked about our Jesus amen he said forgive them because they don't know what to do honey if people could only realize today I've never seen a time when after the people you talk to say you're judging me you don't know my life you don't know what's going on in my life if God ain't first I'm going to tell you you're not where God wants you to be if God's not first you've walked away from your first love when I accepted Jesus Christ I had to lay down everything he didn't save me with one beer Larry Johnson he didn't save me with one thing I wanted to do or another thing I wanted to do amen he saved me when I said I'm willing I'm willing to lay it down I've got to walk I was always afraid that I couldn't stay I was always afraid I'd fall by the wayside I was always afraid I'd go back like I'd seen so many do and I didn't want to do that I didn't want to bring to, to shame of my Lord Jesus Christ amen I wanted to be a real Christian but I didn't think I could do it I had lack of faith I had lack of grace I'm glad glory to God 54 years later I ain't been perfect but I'm glad we're still in the house of God still able to praise God I'm glad today amen uh, every now and then I can be a prisoner for the Lord and take the persecution and eat black eyed peas whether I like them or not amen glory to God I can go ahead and be what God wants me to be every now and then praise the name of Jesus glory be unto God hallelujah several several foreign countries have we been in Mm. I saw those poor people in Cuba. We sit on sawmill boards that never been planed, and they had cut them with a chainsaw. And that's what we sit on. Just one board. Sit outside for church. And then people would sit there starved to death for the Word of God. And I realized that, you know, America had come to their country that they respected Him. But they were hungry for the Word of God. They were hungry for, their, uh, for a church to be built that they could go to. And I saw in a couple of places an offering plate that was passed and it would just be two or three coins. Just two or three coins. I'm talking about poor folks. And I've told, 
of the church time and time again. And the one pastor that was a preacher that pulled time for preaching the Word. And I had a cup of coffee and a mayonnaise and cracker for breakfast. That old man sat over there in his own house. Man, I couldn't. I said, I just can't eat till you come on with me. He said, you, you're a privilege. They interpreted for me. And I said, I just ain't going to eat if you don't, preacher. He finally got up. He's dead now. but He finally got up. Honor for us to be there in his house. He said, What's, what we've got is yours. And they gave me a, a little dipper and a bucket of water and an outhouse to go take a shower. We've taken it for granted, Oscar. You're right. We've taken it for granted. But until every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and he gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first until the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heaven that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles, messengers of Christ. He gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. And what did he give it for? The 12th verse. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. What is the body of Christ? The church. To edify the church. Today, we, if we're not careful, we want everybody in our little group. We're not satisfied with an evangelist here or a pastor here or an apostle here or a prophet there. We want everybody in our little group or they're wrong. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into unity. Hey, this is what it's all about. When we all become into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God into a perfect man, into the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. I need to measure that God has got for me. I've not got the full measure that God has got for me. And I know I can't go like I used to, but glory to God, I can still finish filling up my cup and get what God would have me to have. I can still testify, amen, no matter where I'm at. I can still praise God. They can't stop me from waving my hand. Glory to God. I can get a little attention somewhere. They can call you nuts if they want to, but honey, we, we need to finish out our race for the glory of God. The stature of the fullness of Christ. I thought about Everybody won't pray on the street. And everybody won't shout on the street. But there's some good old saints of God that's in their house praying that God said, send them. I'm not able to go, but send them. I don't know what about you all, but when I I lose a, a prayer warrior, one passes on and gets down until they're not able, and I know they're not able, and their mind goes. It breaks my heart. So there's some of them old prayer warriors I know has prayed for me. I know Miss Hattie prayed for me, glory to God, many, many years. I know several old ladies around Logap 
prayed for me that I'd get off alcohol and get my marriage back together and, and get a little common sense in me. Amen. The grace of God in me. Amen. They knew I needed the grace of God. Amen. And I appreciate them, old saints. Amen. We've had them to come through our church. You know, Miss Naomi, well, she said what was on her mind. Sometimes she said things that hadn't even got to her mind yet, but <laughs> glory to God, she'd pray. She'd pray. Miss Naomi would pray for me. Amen. They wasn't a doubt in my mind. I, I saw a nurse the other day and didn't even recognize her. She come over and she said, you are Preacher Bill, ain't you? And I said, yes. And she said, do you remember me? And I said, no, I don't. And she said, I was Helen's nurse, Helen Johnson's nurse. And she was totally amazed. She's not in church now. But Helen... And I told her, I said, Helen, I done got my ticket bought for Romania and they'd, they'd give her up to die. And, and that nurse said, said she waited till you got home. And me and Janet went straight. When I got back from Romania, I went straight to her house and prayed for her. And, and I forgot, two hours, something like two hours she died. And that nurse was touched. She hadn't forgot it. And that's been several years. Several years. So you never know. You just never know who's watching or what. What is going on? We need to walk straight. We don't need to fly off a handle. We need to be in unity. If you don't agree with me, let's try to get in unity. I may be wrong. I may say something I don't even mean to say. But we need to get in unity till God can use us. That we henceforth be no more, listen to this 14th verse, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. I thought about over my years, and I've been one of them that was guilty, when I heard about a good service or an old tent meeting or something going on there, man, I wanted to run over there and get some of that. I wanted to run over here and get some of that. Honey, some of them are fly-by-nights. Some of them, man, ain't got no landing gear. They just fly-by-nights. They just go, we're children, be no more children, tossed to and fro and carried about, about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. And we see it, I remember in Florida and, and everybody was talking about the revival in Florida and it finally ended up the man was running around with different women and there was all kind of junk going on when it all come out. So, so there, there's counterfeits out there. Maybe there, there's people out there, if we don't have a discerning of the Spirit, I mean, we won't know the difference. They'll slip into our church, honey. But speaking the truth in love may grow up unto Him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. So every part is, is so important. If I mash my little finger that, that seemingly don't do none of the work that these others does, but if I mash that little finger, my whole body hurts. And I, and I ate just an ingrowing toenail. You know, and, and I've talked to people that had their 
toe taken off and their balance is totally changed. God put every part, God put every one of us. Some parts are never seen by people, but there's parts that's holding us together. That's keeping the glory to God, the unity of God. Can we see this body that God has made so perfect that He sent His Son to die on the cross that this church could be built? We, the, we the family of God, the body of Christ, the unity of Christ. Amen. He's coming back after the church. It's the church, it's on the way home. I'm a church beater. Amen. He's coming back after the church. The church has got to be cleaned up. We the church have put a black mark on the church. We've not not been a prisoner to the church. We've not been a prisoner to Christ. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. <laughs> Ain't it awful easy to jump up and go right on with the Gentiles? They look like they're having so much fun. I remember being one of them and I was mad at myself long right before I got saved. I tried to act like I was having a good time and I was sicker than a dog. I was so tired of that mess. Brenda and I just kept going on trying to act like I was enjoying it. Deceiving myself. Can I tell you? The Lord changed that. The Lord changed that. I don't need to take Him for granted what He's done for me. I don't need to forget what He's done for me. 18, He said, Having the understanding darkened. Being alienated, let me go back and read 17 and get this together. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. I guess it's all right to use ignorance. It's no word of God. Have you ever seen a nation any more ignorant of the Word of God? Amen. Amen. We've had it. We've read it. It's in every home. It through the Bible Belt. It's in every home. We've had our kids sometime to a Christmas play or or to church. I mentioned it Sunday, and it hopefully maybe uh, the lady that did our cat scan in Winston. Hopefully, maybe her and her daughter will come to the Christmas play. Who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness or lust to work all uncleanness with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ. Neighbor, can I tell you something? I believe we make a profession of faith at the altar and we don't learn Christ. We make our first step, but we don't continue. We've got to continue. We've got to, to endure We've got to read the Word of God. Amen. We can't just go to the altar and quit and not never come back. Right. Amen. The maid boy, well, a month ago, I guess, three weeks ago, come on up to the altar, Bush prayed with him, and ain't been back. You can't survive like that. Amen. They can't say they've got it. They ain't got it. 
If you got it, you'll find a place to worship. You'll be around God's people. If so be that ye have heard Him and have been taught by Him as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. This old man is corrupt. We've got to get rid of him. And he re- and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Let me find Romans. Romans 12 and 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Be not conformed unto this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. To prove, we need to prove it to ourselves how great God is. We need to prove it to ourselves. Then the world will see how great God is. If so be that ye have learned Him and have been taught by Him as the truth is in Jesus. 22, that ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your minds. And that ye put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. I talked to one yesterday and I talked to one today. Neither give place to the devil. Maybe if I went back into some of these places that I was in before, I'll be caught up. It'll take me away. Because the flesh loved it. The flesh cherished it. The flesh spent all of its money just to be there. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor. Working with his hands the things which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of our mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Neighbors, we have grieved the Spirit of God. I believe the American church has grieved the Spirit of God. I mentioned Sunday that uh, a man that worked for Samaritan Purse, and I talked to him, and he said some churches was losing the church because they couldn't pay the bills since Corona, that the numbers had fell off so. And he's worked in several, several states where it's devastation, where they've had tornadoes, floods, and uh, different things for Samaritan Purse, even even in Alaska. And he said, this thing is serious. 
He's been there. He's watched it happen. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed until the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger. I watched as a boy Liberty Baptist Church. I love the old pastor, Claude Bartley. I even help him dig his basement. I was about 11 or 12 years old. Help him dig a basement with a matting shovel and a wheelbar. When the old man passed, trouble come into church. We'd seen it when we couldn't even find a seat to sit down. We could walk from our house to the church. And we've seen it, the doors closed. And we've seen it open. Seen it start back and close the door shut. When Satan gets in, buddy, it's hard. It's hard to get back. It's hard to get back. We don't. We need to come in unity, not let Satan into Mount Vernon Church. When old preacher Bill falls over dead, we need unity in the church. That it ain't built on, on preacher Bill. It's built on the Lord Jesus Christ. I love you and I appreciate how y'all have loved me. But it's built on the Lord Jesus Christ. Bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking to put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another. Tender hearted. Are we tender hearted today? Forgiving one another even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. May God add a blessing to His Word, the whole chapter. Paul, the prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ.